0: Hello and welcome to New Time Religion, a podcast featuring Dr. Andy Root with me, Derek Tronsgaard. So one of the things that I found that Andy does really well is looking at something in culture or pop culture or something that people are into and then breaking it apart, figuring out why this is resonating with people and what the deeper truth of our existence is behind it. And that's really where Andy becomes a theologian. And so during the pandemic, one of the TV shows that I fell in love with, and I know a lot of other people did too, was Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the show on Apple TV. It stars Jason Sudeikis from Saturday Night Live. And in the show, he's an American football coach who now finds himself taking over an English football team. It's a totally different sport, totally different culture. But myself and millions of others were just captivated by this show and its ethos of positivity and wholesomeness. And I know that Andy loved the show, too. And even though its second season ended a few months ago, we still wanted to talk about it. And our conversation actually brought up some really interesting things about our culture's addiction to positivity and this idea of our obsession with everything being smooth and this need for positivity and keeping everything smooth is also creeping its way into the church. And that's really where Andy had some amazing thoughts about this. So I got a lot out of this conversation and I hope you do too. So without further ado, here's Andy.
1: Yeah, the Ted Lasso thing is super interesting, man. And I, I, oh gosh. So it's been season two's been over for a little bit, is my point. And I was a huge. I, I like both of them. I gotta say, I'm I'm a big fan. And in my house, I had, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a newcomer, as you are, I think, Derek, to like, uh, uh, you know, Premier League uh, uh, fandom. You know what I mean? So um, I was interested in it when it came out and then I tried to convince Kara to watch it with her. She's like, why would I want to watch a sports based, you know, streaming sitcom? And then she watched two episodes of season one. And it she she is a way more super fan than I am. Like she loves the show so much. So I love season one. And obviously season one was right in the middle of major pandemic time and major anxiety around pandemic time. And I do really think that Uh, it served as just an utter bong of positivity. You know what I mean? Like people just took a hit of Ted's positivity. There were so many like sitcom tropes where in season one things were supposed to turn bad and they didn't. They just stayed like positive, which was, you know, like, oh, here it comes now this terrible thing's going to happen and Rebecca and Ted are going to hate each other because they're going to find out that, you know, she planted the, the pictures. And then we find out that it does reveal it, but there's this moment of forgiveness. It was just, it was, I mean, it was a super like um, freebase hit of, of positivity. And we needed that, I think, in a big way. So season two was different a little bit and people got a little angsty because Ted didn't stay quite positive or some of his demons were they were starting to be revealed in season one obviously but then they came in season two like we we, we forget he was so positive that he was going through a very painful separation and then and then divorce and then the anxiety attacks come in, in season two so there's two dy- two dynamics that are play that I, I think are really interesting for us to then think about is uh, why why was the, I mean I understand for season 1 why the positivity was so so important. But one of the things that is a mind-spinning confusion for me. And maybe this is because I'm a, I'm a child of the 90s and then the early 2000s, you know, um particularly a child of the 90s. I should I should, you know, I'm not that young. But you're more of a child of the early 2000s. I'm a child of the 90s. But the huge transition, man, like between or just the, just the shocking difference, the the kind of bizarro reverse image of Ted Lazo and uh, David Brent. It's David Brent, right? Like Ricky Gervais's character on on the original Office. Like those could not could not be two different characters. And they're you know one's an American, one's one's uh, a Brit, but they're it's both based in in you know in the UK. But such different different characters, and the comic engine is so different and i just wonder about where we're at right now where we need positivity so badly so this is another uh byung chul han um point is han thinks that we are we have become utterly addicted to the positive that we actually don't have much tolerance at all for negativity, and he has this—he has these, this argument where he looks at art and how art um, has started to mimic. And he has this artist that I can't reference right now, but this artist that he explores that mimics this—that mim- that mimics your um, your smartphone or your, your your iPhone or your Android. And how I'm looking at my my phone right now, how it's so smooth. And if, especially if I take off my cover, like all the edges are, are really smooth. And so he does this whole thing about the necessity in late modernity in this time for us to have things be smooth, that we need, we we really um, almost, well, we idealize, we almost turn into an idol, the process of the smooth. And therefore, to run our lives smoothly, we really need things to remain really, really positive. And one of the things, you know, this is like inside picture of my marriage, but through the pandemic, it's been interesting because, you know, I mean, is a pastor. And I think I think there's been a lot of occasions that have had a really difficult time through this pandemic. But there's been no joke for pastors. Like this has been, it's been difficult. And I've been at a lot of like synod and other pastors conferences, like from being run by judicatories this fall. And the amount of triage that's going on and like bishops and executive presbyters who are like, these are... The, these are the elements we have to help you. Like if 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 you're in the midst of a breakdown, we we can help you, and it's it's incredibly sobering. So you know, in the midst of, in the midst of all of that, like this this need, I, I've just discovered through the pandemic in our marriage, like. I, I, it's hard for her to be positive right now because she's so exhausted, and I just feel like I need positivity. Like I just need everything to be positive. I need you to interact with me positively. I need no angst. I have everything needs to be positive, and and Hans' point is we become absolutely obsessed with positivity because we enter more deeply into this neoliberal epoch where everything is competition, everything. All the way down from top to bottom, if you are an upwardly mobile, middle-class person, it is competition, competition, competition. And if you're not an upwardly mobile person, you are still sucked into competition where your value as a human being is based on your kind of competition or how you're used objectively to help some corporation or some, you know, some company or some initiative win. And so we are just obsessed with winning. And it happens all the time. You hear people say it on these TV shows or talk about their own lives. Like, I need to take a few W's, man. Or we say it about our kids. Like, my my kid just needs a, a, a W here. I mean, there, there's there been so many L's. We need, a, we need a few W's. The pandemic's been filled with so many L's. How do we get some W's? And and uh, Hans' point is we're, we're pushed to rush and to accelerate to win in this kind of neoliberal game of always in competition. And we even see ourselves as fundamentally performing selves, that our job is to perform and perform f- better and to win in, in, in different ways. And particularly, as we've talked in this podcast, um, win, win recognition and things like that. Well, when you are in a constant 24-hour never-stop performative game – of competition. You just want freaking positivity. And Ted Lazo as your positive always upbeat coach becomes in in almost a literal sense your coach helping you through this time that feels less positive that you feel like there are some snags and some rough spots, but what you yearn for is just let's keep it smooth. Let's keep it positive.
0: Season one for me was just pure positivity. What I actually liked about season two is they did a pretty good job of showing the sort of toxicity within that too. If you're just positive all the time, there is that downside to it. And that's when Ted Lasso was, you know, having panic attacks on the sidelines. But I think for a certain subset of the audience, it was almost like the real world kind of came into this Ted Lasso bubble and they weren't comfortable with that because it was this escapist sort of fantasy that they had fallen in love with.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's – it, one of the reasons we want the this – is, this is Han's point again. One of the reasons that we want the smooth and the positivity is to stay on the smooth and the, is to ride the smooth. But it's because we're quite, we're quite frightened of going underneath that. And I think one of the pushbacks to season two – well, first of all is, is the revelation from season one that his wife cannot stand to live with a person who, who, who acts this way. Like you may want this person as your coach, but you do not want this person as your partner in the midst of being you know, a partner with someone is to have to bear the ugly, rough spots of life. And you don't need a cute metaphor about cows um, or puns in the midst of that moment like that could be utterly irritating. And we do get something much more substantive in season two where Ted starts to actually have to deal with his own. You know realities of of loss and brokenness, and so you start to get a little bit closer into something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast. To give this a more theological bent, is the necessity um, of this kind of dialectic of of finding life out of death, finding newness out of out of a sense of confession of brokenness, and it's just a really interesting dynamic. If you know there, there, I think there are Twitter handles like. Uh, Ted Lazo is my pastor or Pastor Ted Lazo, you know, like if, if there's a certain temptation, I think, to um, to think that the best way to win ground and win in the in the performance of being a pastor is to be a Ted Lazo pastor. But I think one of the things that this show is saying is if you try that, if you try pure free based bongs of positivity, it will it will eat your soul. It, it, you, you, cannot, you, you cannot manage smoothness all the time. And your people will want it and will want more of it. They will want things to be smoother and smoother and smoother and smoother. And they will want you to assist them in all sorts of performances. And they will actually become uh, quite allergic to getting into deep human dynamics of loss and betrayal and need for forgiveness. And the reality... The reality that you perpetuate a self that is always in a performance and um, I think you do a kind of formation that become that begins to um, turn the self into an idol. And, uh, and I think that's an incredible temptation here is that you have selves that only want to participate in things that are smooth and things that are utterly positive, don't want to hear anything negative anytime. Um, but mm-hmm. that... Uh, yeah, that will ultimately then perpetuate this kind of sense of what it means to be a self. Well, it just it turns you in on yourself and makes the performance of yourself the most, um, the most important thing. And it means that the pastor's job is to assist selves in being dynamic, magnificent selves and not proclaiming the depth of the gospel.
0: New Time Religion is a podcast featuring Dr. Andy Root, produced by me, Derek Tronsgaard. We're just starting our new season, so you can look forward to a bigger batch of episodes coming your way very soon. And if you want some more Andy content in the meantime, you can check out his YouTube channel where he recently put out some great videos for congregations that break down the bigger ideas of Charles Taylor and Hartmut Rosa and others that we talk about regularly on this podcast. You can also swing over to Amazon and grab Andy's three-part series of books on The Secular Age. The trilogy is complete. You can also grab all of his other books, pump up those book sales. Uh, But thanks again so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for another round of New Time Religion.